what is your inner voice saying? And we take in all of the outside voices from social media, traditional media, parents, society, friends, everybody's got an opinion. But you are the only one who can tune into your internal voice and hear what it's saying and trust that that is the right thing for you, even if it goes against everything everybody else is saying. Hey, midlifers, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Are you ready to break free from your mundane midlife? Are you feeling trapped in a vicious cycle of rinse and repeat days? No matter if you're experiencing a divorce hangover, job burnout, or you just have the midlife blues, I got you. Hey, I'm Wendy, your hostess of the Midlife Mostess. I too was hit by midlife like a freight train. I too felt stuck in the same dull chapter. I wanted the clarity of how to create a new life beyond divorce and the courage to leave an unfulfilling career. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't worthy and it was just easier to stay in my comfort zone until I found a little secret, the freedom to live my life my way. In this podcast, you will learn how to achieve a vibrant midlife mind and body, how to create solid relationships through love and loss, and how to create an awesome second half of life. Grab your grande latte, pop in your earbuds, and let's get this midlife party started. Welcome back to the Midlife Makeover Show. We are now in the second week of 2023. For the 50% of you out there that made New Year's resolutions, I hope you are still hanging on to them and seeing some progress. Unfortunately, 25% of you have already given up on your New Year's resolutions by the second week of January. (laughs) And 40% of you will give up by the end of January. Gasp! That explains why the gym is flooded with new members in January and empties out by February. I'm going to tell you the three reasons why you might give up on your New Year's resolutions, and most importantly, how you can be part of the 10% that conquers their goals in 2023. Number one, you weren't ready. A lot of people jump on the New Year's resolutions bandwagon, but they're not quite ready yet. In order for you to succeed at accomplishing a goal, you have to be ready. In order to be ready, you must have a good, solid reason and desire to complete this goal. In other words, you need a why. Ask yourself, why do you want to achieve this goal in your life? Number two, your goals are too big or you have too many. Rome was not built in a day and neither will your new life. Set realistic goals and just set a few at a time. Many of you are trying to start a keto diet, train for a marathon, create a meditation practice, declutter your house, and leap tall buildings in a single bound. (laughs) Just set one to three small goals at a time, focus, and be consistent with those goals for a few weeks, and then you can add some more goals. I don't know if you know this, but January 1st isn't the only day you can make changes in your life. You have permission to make New Year's resolutions 365 days out of the year. You're welcome. Number three, you are thinking like your old self. Einstein once said, 
You cannot solve a problem on the level of consciousness that created it. If you want to create a new life and a new you, it all starts in your mind. You must begin to think like a happy, healthy, energetic, vibrant person. Change your thoughts and you will change your life. I hope that helps you to give more meaning to your goals, make more realistic goals, keep your goals, and create an awesome 2023. I want that for all of you. My conversation with today's guest is right in line with tapping into what you want in your life and making it happen. It's about finding the courage to go from the ordinary to the extraordinary. Before I introduce you to our awesome guest, a couple of reminders. Number one, make sure you sign up for the Midlife News at themidlifenews.com to receive insider alerts on new episodes, live shows, free workshops, and special offers. And number two, follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine so you can join me every week when we go live on the Midlife Makeover Show. You'll also get to see video clips of the show, great content to keep you motivated, and of course, silly stuff to help you laugh. All right, now for today's special guest, Lori Seitz. She is the founder of Zen Rabbit and host of the podcast, Fine is a Four-Letter Word. She's an award-winning writer, speaker, and broadcaster. The experience of leaving a 22-year marriage inspired her transformational Fuck Being Fine program. Through it, she guides business professionals who are finished living a dumpster fire to a place of unprecedented clarity, peace, and productivity. Using a collaborative approach, she's teaching the world to be grounded and centered, which leads to improved relationships and better overall health. I totally agree. When Lori's not working, you can find Lori in her sanctuary, aka the weight room at the gym. She also loves cupcakes. Ooh, me too. Thai food. Yep. And classic rock music. Oh, yeah. Please welcome Lori Seitz. Lori Seitz, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Tell us a little bit about what you do and the most important thing, why you do what you do. Thanks so much for having me, Wendy. I'm so excited to be here. This is I've just really been looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> so what do I do? I am on a mission to teach the people of the world to be calm and grounded no matter what is going on around them. Nice. That's a big mission. It is. And there's a lot of work to do. And I say people, because, you know, I, I used to say I'm teaching the world, but the animals of the world pretty much already know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's interesting because I noticed your website was called, is it Zen Rabbit? Mm-hmm. How did that, like, I'm so curious. I'm like, I have to ask her about the name of that. What? Why Zen Rabbit? So the name Zen Rabbit actually comes from my previous business. So in two, in 2003, I started a business called Zen Rabbit Baking Company. And I was making and marketing a product called the Gratitude Cookie that was based on a family recipe. Oh. And so, yeah, I was talking about gratitude and using gratitude for business and how you can use gratitude to differentiate your business and the importance of gratitude in business specifically. Yeah. And I ran that business for 11 years, couldn't quite scale it the way I wanted to and ended up shutting it down in 2014. Mm. And when I started the next iteration 
of business, I actually started under a different name. I was teaching networking strategies. I started under a different name, but people still remembered Zen Rabbit because from, and I have a background of many, many years in marketing. So from a marketing standpoint, no one forgets the name Zen Rabbit. So oh, I yeah. Took, so catchy. Yeah. Yeah. So I took back the name Zen Rabbit and I jokingly refer to it now as Zen Rabbit 2.0, although maybe it should be 3.0 at this point. <laughs> Just because it's such a and it's never been more appropriate than now, now that I'm teaching this, these strategies and techniques like Zen Rabbit. Yes, of course. Yeah. So I was reading a little bit of your story. First of all, I am so sorry about your mom because I had read that oh. she had passed, right? Yeah. So she had passed away. Then you were shutting your business down. And and I think for a lot of people, especially when you, you know, you're you're at midlife, you're either ending a career or you're transitioning into something else, it is a loss. Mm-hmm. And I've done it myself, especially shutting down a few businesses. It's like, you know, it's like your baby. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. You become so enmeshed in what it is, it is yeah. you. Yeah. So here you are, you're you're experiencing all this grief. And then did you just have a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? So tell me about that. Yeah. Well, the business, shutting down the business, I decided to shut down the business before my mom was diagnosed. Like I, but, but it coincided. It ended up coming to be the same thing, which was kind of a blessing in disguise. Like a lot of times things are, most of the time things are, even if you don't see it. Because then it, because I was shutting down the business, it allowed me to have more free time to manage all the things that went with managing my mom's estate after she passed. So, um, so that it ended up working out really for the best. Um, yeah, that, that, those two experiences made me question, okay, do I want to live the next 20 years the same way I lived the last 20? Because my mom was only 73. And that's like, you know, looking at it now, you're like, well, that's not very old. I know. It's not. Right. Right. So if I only have another 20 years and then nobody knows, you could have two days or you could have 40 years. You just don't know. Right. Do I want to live them the same way I've been living the last 20? Not again, not that the last 20 were terrible. Right. They were good. Mm-hmm. And they could have been, could they be better? Could the next 20 be even better? And how yeah. do I make that happen? Right. So what happened? Did something was it a long transition or transformation for you? Was it kind of like something clicked or all right, let's do this? Or or did you kind of go a little bit more downhill before you started coming back up? Yes, that's a great <laughs> question because it was not automatic. Like, all right, I'm doing this. Yeah. There was another four years before I decided I was going to leave my marriage also on top of this and not just leave the marriage of which we had been together for almost 30 years, married for 22, together almost 30. So pretty much all of my adult life. Yeah. And exactly. with this person that I still loved but the relationship wasn't serving either one of us and hadn't been for a very long time. And we both knew it, but neither one of us wanted to do anything about it because everything was fine. So going to the reference of why my program is called what it is and why my podcast is called fine is the four letter word. It's fine, which makes it very difficult to move forward when everything is fine. Cause what if it's right. worse on the other side? Right. 
And when so you're yeah. kind of, it's like just living a very monotonous life. Yeah. It's not horrible. Right. It's not, it's also not like, oh my gosh, I'm having such a great time. This life is so wonderful, but you're just kind of like, yeah, you're just in the middle and you're, you're living, but you're not thriving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So did you get, yeah, again, going downhill a little bit more during that time, did you get a lot worse or were you just still fine? It was still, (laughs) it was still just fine because in fact, you know, having him there to help through that transition of my mom passing, letting go of the business, then his mom passed away. Mm. So we were helping each other and supporting each other emotionally in that through those very difficult. I mean, I think the the passing of a a mom, especially is just so difficult. There's nobody who's been with you in your life or from conception, like the entire entirety of your life. And you know, I guess it's different if you don't have a, a decent relationship with your mom. So for some of the listeners who may, you know, maybe it's different, but right. for me and for him, that was a, somebody who was very important in our lives. And that person was no longer there. So helping each other with that, it wasn't like, all right, off with you now. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> again, that made it even harder because yeah. in some ways relying on each other for that emotional support I want to say kind of brought us together, but it also somewhat highlighted that we didn't belong together anymore. Right. You know, we'd go to like a crutch. Yeah. 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 You know, going to dinner and having nothing to say to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I actually was thinking about this and, you know, again, as I was looking through your website and reading more of your story, I think that takes even more courage to go from everything's fine to, I need to change everything. I yeah. need to change it up. I got to do this. Got to Because if it, if it was really, really bad, then it makes sense. Like, oh my gosh, I have this, I live in this horrible place. I'm, I have no money. I feel like whatever. Then to actually have to leap into something different, is kind of like, okay, well, that makes sense. Like you were miserable before, but if you're just fine and everything is just mediocre, to me, I think that takes a lot of courage to actually do that. So what was the turning point for you? I don't know that there was a specific turning point other than just the idea going through my head constantly, mm-hmm. thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, and keep you know the analogy of like walking up to the ledge of a cliff mm-hmm. and looking over and going, all right, I'm going to jump today. Nope, not right. today. Backing away. Yeah. And every week going. And finally I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Like you just push yourself and do it. You know, my friends and I had talked about it a lot because several of my friends were also thinking the same thing. They were in a similar situation and they wanted to do the same thing. And I was the one that ended up going first. And three, <laughs> yeah, three others so after me. Right, right. I'm always the leader. I'm the January baby, <laughs> firstborn in my family. I'm gonna get. I, I, I got this. So yeah, after I did it, three other friends also, yeah, followed. Which I, to me, I think when somebody else does it, especially with someone that's close to you, it's like, okay, well, she did it. She's still okay. Right. Right. It's almost like you're giving them that permission. 
to do it. And they're also giving themselves, that's, I think that's what it comes down to. It's giving yourself permission to do it, to take that leap and to put yourself first, to put your happiness and your joy first. Right. Exactly. At the same time, there's a lot of guilt involved. Oh yeah. Because of what you said earlier, if it's not so terrible and now I'm hurting this other person, even though it's for both of our best interests and We've, you know, resolved that since, but at the time mm-hmm. you've, I felt so much guilt for leaving and, and breaking up this long-term relationship Yeah, when everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, too, I feel like that's a lot of what society is teaching us that mm-hmm. fine is it's good enough. It's good enough. Right. Exactly. You can't really expect better. I mean, come on, you've got it. It's pretty good. Right. But there's nothing wrong. Nobody's abusing anybody. There's no, um, you know, really horrible things happening here. Yep. I can totally relate to your story. It's like, that's what I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Because I tried to even rationalize in my mind for the longest time. And, And I even, you know, I'd hear this voice. It was like, Wendy, oh my God, you're such a brat. You know, like, you live in a nice home. Right. You have three healthy children. You you know, money's fine. Fu- money's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything's good. Why would you, why would you upset that? You know, why would you do anything? Why, why would you create a bunch of chaos? Like, why can't you be satisfied yeah. with what you have? Yes. Why can't you just be content and chill out like this? Right. And, and, oh, it, I'm sure it'll be fine next year or next year after the holidays, after, but, but, and yeah. yeah, I did that for years. Same. And I think the one thing that changed for me was kind of like that old trigger was like, oh, that kind of like the person that said, hey, I give you permission because I did it. And I was in San Diego. I was doing this retreat and you'd you'd have to like break up in pairs or whatever. And, and this girl said to me, she goes, you know, one of the most difficult things I had to do was to divorce a good man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And then I think, and she was on the other side of it. I was like, well, she's happy and she's okay. She's okay. Like everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Better than fine. So I thought, well, she did it. I can do it. And, and I thought about that. I'm like, he's not a bad guy. I'm not bad. Like there's, there's, you don't have to have some reason, solid reason Mm -hmm. to, to part ways or to start something new in your life or to have some type of good explanation. Yes. The yeah. reason is your soul is crying out for more, yeah. for yes. growth and for expansion. That's the reason. Yeah. Although it feels like that's not a good enough reason, which right. is ridiculous, right? When you yeah. look, actually think about it, because that is the biggest reason of all of them. Right. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. we minimize our own happiness, growth, success, fulfillment. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're afraid to even listen to what our soul will tell us and what what it really wants to do. It's like, oh absolutely. My gosh, if, I, if I did, that means I'd have to get out of a relationship. It means I would have to end a career and start a new one or move somewhere, right? Like, oh. Right. Some other people might get hurt. Yes. And, you know, one of the hardest things, it was really hard to say it to my former husband, Mm 
mm-hmm. to say this isn't working anymore. We need to yeah. move apart. But it was even more difficult. Like I'm it's been four yeah. years. I'm getting choked up now mm. to tell my dad. Oh yeah. Like that was so hard. Mm. Were you worried about how he would take it? Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. Um, also because in part, because my parents divorced when I was 11 and I said to myself, I never want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. I'm going to do this differently. Yeah. And yet yeah. here I was and just, I just didn't want to disappoint my dad. Right. Yep. Yep. And I, I find that, uh, just from what other people say, it's like they, they end up, staying where they're at because they don't want to hurt the children or hurt your parents or the family or the friends. And sometimes friends will, you'll, you know, those relationships end and yeah, it's tough. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 Um, so what still not a reason to not do it. Exactly. That's when you really, when you're doing it, when you're actually stepping up, it's when you're stepping up for yourself. Yeah. And you have to go, okay, this is, if no matter how they take it, that's going to be their journey and yeah. right. Right. And that you can't control their happiness, which, oh my gosh, it would be great if we could. Yes. <laughs> yes. That would be a fantastic superpower to have. You know, I've always thought my, my first superpower that I'd like to have would be teleportation. So I don't have to wait to get somewhere. I can just be everywhere instantly. Yeah. Anywhere instantly. Yeah. (laughs) But I think the second one, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, I think, my God, I have a hard enough time with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, I always think about um, Jim Carrey and um, what was the movie, you know, where he's like, God, what is the movie? Oh, what's the movie? Jim Carrey, and he's like responding to all the prayers that are coming in. He's like, oh my God. Uh, I don't know if I saw that one. It is so good. I can't think of it. I'll think It'll of it when we're done. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's a lot of times it's easier to control or focus on other people's issues. So it oh, actually yeah. probably wouldn't be that hard. It would be yep. a lot easier to deal with them instead of our own. Yeah. So, really, you ended up becoming like your own. Your own Zen rabbit, your own guinea pig. Yeah. The whole thing. Did you realize that as you were going through? Did you know, like, with what you're doing now, that that's what you were going to do? Or was that kind of like after the fact? Everything was after the fact. Mm-hmm. Everybody kept telling me, like you just said, this is so courageous. And I did not yeah. see it at the time. At the time, I just thought, ah, I'm just doing this because I don't, I ha- I feel like I have to, but I don't feel like I'm being courageous at all. Cause I just was so overwhelmed with the guilt. I didn't right. see the courage part. I was just like, I'm a horrible person for doing this. Yes. Yeah. So, um, what would you say, like if someone is where you were at, like right in the midst of it, what would, like, what, what is it that helped you the most to get you through those tough times? Like the, like when you're like on the floor, bawling your eyes out, like, Oh, yeah. What what helped get you off the floor? Two things. One is to always feel your emotions, even though they feel so hard and terrible at the moment. Like you said, crying on the floor, can't even breathe. I'm crying so hard. 
Yeah. Allow that. Mm-hmm. That's part of the process. Don't yeah. try to stop yourself from crying or make yourself feel better in the moment. Like this is just what it is. It sucks and it it's hard mm-hmm. and you have to do it because that's the only way you can get to the other side. Yep. And second is meditation, which is part of the reason why I teach meditation now, because that was the tool mm-hmm. that, that helped me find the calm, find the center, find the groundedness Yeah, to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Within yourself and not, I think it's so easy, especially when you're going through a lot like tragedy and, and loss that we're focusing on what's going on around us and then not what's actually going on within. It's like when you quiet right. all of that and you quiet, you, <laughs> excuse me, quiet the chatter. That's when you're like, oh my gosh, like what is going on in my internal world, which, you know, is a reflection of the external world too. It is. Yeah. And it's the only one that really matters. Right. Is what's going on internal because you are the only one who knows your truth. Right. What is your inner voice saying? And we take in all of the outside voices mm-hmm. from social media, traditional media, parents, society, friends. Everybody's got an opinion. Right. But you are the only one who can tune into your internal voice and hear what yeah. it's saying and trust that mm-hmm. that is the right thing for you. Mm-hmm. Even if it goes against everything everybody else is saying. Yeah. So you had, what was it? You, it was like four years after your mom passed that you yeah. decided to, wow. So here it is. You got like going, not that sometimes I feel like, you know, with death, especially it's like, it never really ends, right? Like that loss, that grieving never really ends. It kind of like dissipates a bit, but so that's really bold of you to after have gone through that and then, all right, let's take, you know, some more, some more lust. I mean, and I can relate again because I did the same thing. My brother passed away, the divorce moving. Like I was like, I kind of figured I was like, well, I'm already grieving. Let's just rip this bandaid off. Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. What, what else? How much worse can it get? Well, yes. don't ask that question because yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what is it? What did you learn the most about your divorce by going through that? I first of all couldn't have done it without my friends. My friends mm-hmm. have always been really important to me. Like that's just an innate part of who I am. And I didn't actually realize that until after my mom passed that that's something I learned from her. Yeah. She had friendships going back to when she was five years old. Mm. And she just, friendships were always very important to her. And that's something she passed on to me that I didn't realize is the importance of maintaining friendships. Mm -hmm. And so I don't see how I would have gotten through any of that without friends. Uh, Stronger Mm -hmm. than I thought I would be. You know, I always kind of looked at myself as, a pretty strong person, but this was a next level. Yeah. Yeah. And that I, that I can do hard things. Right. Yeah. And you just did something pretty challenging. You took off for a month. Yes. I just, (laughs) as we're recording this, I have just returned from a one month sabbatical road trip with a 19 year old cat. (laughs) 
So people are pretty interested in how did you do that? And right. Not just how did you take off for a month? What with a cat? Really? Yeah. And what, what sparked that? You know, I'm teaching people how to stay calm and grounded. I'm teaching the tools and techniques of using meditation, of incorporating gratitude and, and of listening to your inner voice. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I kind of got off track myself mm, Yeah, and which, not which listening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just work working all the time because I wasn't accomplishing or I wasn't seeing the, the success that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. So my go-to thing is, well, then you just work harder. Mm, like if yeah. the things you're doing are not working, then you should do more of them and longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I just kept doing that and I was just physically, emotionally, mentally done. I yeah. exhausted. I could not keep going at that same rate. I'm like, what is the point? Because to me, life is about living and having experiences. Yeah. And having fun. Right. And I wasn't having any fun. <laughs> and all I was doing was working and not even getting where I wanted to go with all the work. Right. So I'm like, well, screw it. I'm just getting, I'm just, done. I'm just going to take off. <laughs> yeah. That's and awesome. I kind of cleared my calendar as much as I could. Cause I still had a group program running for clients and I managed, maintained that and that finished up. And I still had some interviews and things to do, which stayed on my calendar. But for the most part, I just cleared everything and went, all right, I'm out. Yeah. And yeah. And, and allowed things to happen. It was a great exercise in allowing, mm, mm-hmm. you know, my phrase, do you have a phrase? Like people pick phrases or words for the yeah. year. Yeah, I do. Yeah. What was yours for this year? Mine was, it's interesting. So 2022 was faith, like faith in oh. myself, faith in the process, faith in the journey, like faith a rama. Yeah. yeah. That's my yeah. one. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Mine is ease and flow and fun. And yet it was July and I was not feeling any of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all right, time to time to do this and just allow things to happen. Listen yeah. to my intuition, follow it and just allow. Yeah. Instead of always trying to like push this rock up a hill. Yep. And working in very masculine energy. Masculine energy mm-hmm. is about making things happen yes. as opposed to allowing the flow. Okay. Yep. And that was this entire past month was a lesson in allowing. And it's really interesting, Wendy, because <laughs> so I wasn't working, working. Yeah. And two of the biggest business opportunities, they're still, I'm still seeing how they're going to pan out, but they showed up. And I wasn't looking for them. I wasn't like reaching out to people to have conversations. They showed up to me. That is so awesome. It makes me think of uh, uh, Deepak Chopra, the seven spiritual laws of success. I can't talk today. It's going to be a long day. (laughs) (laughs) I should be able to talk. Um, But one of the laws is the law of least effort. And a lot of it is about that. It's about just, letting go and allowing things to just happen as they will. And it's amazing when you finally like go, okay, I'm just going to let go of this. I'm going to chill. All of a sudden everything starts flowing in. Yeah. Crazy. 
it happened over and over and over again in many different ways in yeah. that business, in the business way, but also in opportunities to meet up with people. Yeah. Somebody would happen to see a post I made on Facebook and went, Hey, you're like 15 minutes away from me. Want to meet up for lunch tomorrow? That's so okay. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, it was actually somebody, a social media friend, but somebody I'd never met before. Yeah. And we spent four hours having lunch. Like, I love it. That, how does that happen? Like it just happened. Yeah. It was perfect. Everything in perfect timing. I know. So you've, you have a podcast, right? Yes. Um, fine is the four letter word. Fine is the four letter word. Okay. And then what, and, and do you have a program too? Do you have a course? What? Yes, I okay. do. I, I, so, and I didn't ask you before, um, what, what the rating of this show is. So I don't oh, yeah. know if I should you, say. You can say fuck if you want to say fuck. Okay. So my program <laughs> is called fuck being fine. <laughs> You know me, I'm like, it's funny because I, I think I talked about it on last week's podcast, but, um, someone gave me like a one-star review and in it, it said they were, they were upset because I said shit in the, <laughs> I was like, well, this is not the show for you because exactly you right. Enough. Like you just look at my Instagram. You should know I'm pretty bold. Like I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, no. I'm not going to filter my words in my fifties. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, and from a marketing standpoint, you know, I said I was a marketer. This is yeah. exactly how you find your ideal people yeah. and filter out the not ideal people. Yeah. And so yeah. people hear my name of my program is fuck being fine. And they're like, oh, I'm so in. <laughs> or they don't say anything and they go away. I yeah. So yeah. tell me more about that program then. Yeah. The, within that program, it has what I call the trilogy for success. And the trilogy is is uh, gratitude, mm -hmm. connections, and within connections, we have that connection to yourself piece. Yes, and and courage. Ah, so I love we it. examine those three pieces of of the program and put them all together, and I give tools and techniques for for using all three of those. Yeah, and taking people from a place where they are stuck at everything's fine. Yep to a place where, and, and not everybody who goes through my program goes, all right, I'm out of this marriage or this job or right. whatever it is. Like sometimes they get closer right. and are more enmeshed in what they already had, but they're seeing it from a different perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I, I feel like sometimes we all do like, just like you were talking about, like, we'll, we'll go every day, like, okay, I'm going to get up and do this, do this. And we're like in this routine and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, wait a minute. What are we doing? <laughs> mm -hmm. We all do it. So I think it's so good. Like once you stop and take a little breather, then you're able to take a look at your life and go, what are, wait, what am I doing? And why am I doing that? We, we, I think we rarely ask why we're doing what yeah. we do on a daily basis. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so As Americans, we're just like, work, 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 like. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, the taking a month off thing for Europeans is what they do. That's, like they yeah, mostly normal. take August is like their big, their, their holiday month. Yes. And holiday holiday. Right. <laughs> but Americans are like, what do you mean? You're taking a month off. I know. How are you doing that? Yeah. I think I told you like I'm, I'm moving to Portugal next year. Yeah. And there it's just normal. You take a few hours for lunch. You like nothing is rushed, but everything gets done. Right. 
I mean, it's just a totally different way of living. And I find that, especially people at midlife, that you get to midlife and you want to change the pace. You're exhausted. I know I was exhausted. Yeah. Like running businesses and raising kids and running a house. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to (laughs) explode. Yeah. Yeah. You realize I cannot continue on the way I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. So now what? Now what, what's what's in store for you now? So now I've come back rejuvenated and I've got these couple of business opportunities that I'm still pursuing. Yeah. I actually am going to be developing a new program that fits nice. really well under fuck being fine. Yeah. And it's about living the sabbatical life. Yeah. Nice. So how do you live? How do you bring this feeling of living like you're on a sabbatical, but into your normal life. Like it's, you don't have to take off an entire month. Mm -hmm. How do you incorporate that into the day to day Mm -hmm. so that you don't get to that point of being burned out and feeling like you're rushing and like what you're kind of like what you're talking about, the way they live in, in Europe, in Portugal Mm -hmm. and slowing things down so that you can still work, Mm -hmm. but you come into it every day, feeling refreshed instead of like, oh, I worked 12 hours yesterday. I got to sleep for a couple hours and now I'm back at it. And that's how you burn out. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that is so true. One of my things is I I do get overwhelmed, like, especially like I'm like, there's so much going on Mm -hmm. and I have to remind myself like, Wendy, again, it'll all get done. Like chill. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and if it doesn't get done, that's okay too. Like maybe it wasn't that important. Yeah. So what advice do you have for someone that is in that my life is fine? Yeah. But considering having a little bit more fun and excitement and joy in their life. First of all, getting into a space where you can hear your own inner voice. For me, I teach meditation. It doesn't have to be meditation. There's also a lot, I will say, a lot of myths and misconceptions around what meditation is. So I, in my program, talk a lot about those and how to make it work for you if that's something that you are interested in. However, it could be journaling. It could be gardening. It could be running. Whatever it is that allows you to get into that quiet space where you can hear your own voice. Mm -hmm. And then follow. What is your inner voice? telling you and to your word of having faith yeah. that that is what you need to listen to. Even if it sounds like, well, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. That sounds crazy. What? Nobody's going to, that's insane. Listen to it because there is, there's truth. You're not hearing it for no reason. I believe that when we get ideas, there's a way to make it happen. Like mm-hmm. you would not get an idea to do something if the way for it to happen did not also already exist. You might not know what it is, right. but it does exist. Trust that it exists and mm-hmm. that it will show up for you when you follow those small steps. So taking those small steps. Yeah. Not everything is going to be a huge leap up a ladder. Maybe it's just a small baby step. Yeah. And seeing where it leads. Where does it lead? Where does it lead? And and getting people, you know, that's what coach good coaches do. Mm-hmm. is help you. I always talk about, you know, people, the difference between hiring a coach and talking to your friends, your friends are oftentimes threatened. Yeah. Because now you're making them look at their own life. 
and maybe they don't want to. Right. Right. Whereas they're, and they're not necessarily going to be as objective as you need. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You almost need someone that doesn't know you at all. So they're completely removed from who you are. And it's like starting with yeah. a fresh slate. Yeah. 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 And you can tell them things that you maybe wouldn't want to share with friends or that friends would find, uh, like I said, threatening. Yeah. I was just thinking too, it's, it's so natural or for us to say, what's the, what's the worst that could happen? Instead, think of what's the best that could happen. Right. I mean, right. Shoot. yeah. Like I, I would have never thought that, you know, with everything that I went through in the last few years that I'd hear, I would be sitting on a podcast. Like what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All yeah. of these things that I have uh, achieved, accomplished, um, just gotten to do yeah. in the past four years would have never happened otherwise. Right. And people who see me now and who've known me for years are like, not, not necessarily you're a completely different person, but they can see that, that I have this inner strength that's come out mm-hmm. that was maybe hidden before. Yeah. And that's beautiful to, to, to have that, you know? I mean, yeah. I think yeah. to me, that's like when you're show, your show. Your soul. <laughs> your, soul. That's your, soul. your soul is really shining. Yes. There we go. <laughs> yes. And I have three more shows after this I have to do. <laughs> it's all right. I give it's myself permission to like trip over my tongue. It's totally mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. So tell everyone where we can find you. The best place to find me is zenrabbit.com. Yeah. And I also spend a lot of time hanging out on LinkedIn. Nice. But zenrabbit.com, you can find all the all the other links, links to the podcast, all the all the stuff yeah. on zenrabbit.com. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to all the new stuff you've got coming up too. That'll be yeah. Nice. Yeah. And also at uh, zenrabbit.com, you can download, your listeners can download a, a six minute free gratitude meditation. Oh, nice. I love that. I I I have found that gratitude definitely goes a long way for sure. I usually, I try to, if I remember the end of every day, I always say one thing that I'm grateful for. Yeah. It's actually about getting into the feeling of beyond just what's the thing Mm -hmm. feeling in your soul. Yeah. Your soul, Wendy soul. Um. (laughs) Soul, soul, soul. Into your deeper, your show. Yes. Feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. All right, Curly Q. Have an (laughs) awesome day and uh, definitely stay in touch. For sure. Okay. And now for the nuggets of midlife wisdom from today's show. Number one, it takes a lot of courage to go from the ordinary to the extraordinary. Number two, your soul is crying out for more, more growth and more expansion. Listen to your soul and take action. Number three, people may get hurt and relationships may end, but these are not reasons to not act on your desires. Number four, always feel your emotions no matter how difficult they may feel in the moment. Number five, meditation will help you find the calm and the center to keep moving forward. Number six, You are the only one that can tune into your inner voice and hear what it's saying. Trust your inner voice, even if it goes against what everyone else is saying. 
Number seven, if you were just fine, but deep down you were craving more out of life, get in a place where you can hear your inner voice through meditation, journaling, yoga, running, etc. Number eight, follow what your inner voice tells you to do and ask yourself, what's the best that could happen? Thank you so much for being on the show, Lori, and sharing your wisdom with us. I hope it motivated all of you to go from living an ordinary, fine life to an extraordinary, amazing life. Okay, midlifers, get out there and be bold, be free, be you. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change or spit out your coffee laughing? Good. Then there are three ways you can thank me. Number one, you can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it on the social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, share it with another midlifer that needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Get out there and be bold, be free, be you.